Well, welcome to the podcast today. We are going to be doing a podcast for the community here in Oshkosh, uh, especially for our students at the Newman Center. My name is Father Zach Weber, and I am with... Sarah Scheinemann. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Excellent. And we are really excited to journey with you this Lent and to go through our book study, which is called The Way of the Disciple, which is by Erasmo Lieva Merikakis, which is my favorite word to say lately, Merikakis. And our goal is to journey with you and to help you um, encounter the, the beauty of the Lord through contemplation, to find true joy, and also just to be a part of our community because we are just very convinced that there is a need for community. Um, I'm just going to let Sarah introduce herself, and then I'll introduce myself, and then we'll jump into the book. Yes, so I work here at the Newman Center. I've been here for almost five years, and I'm a consecrated virgin of the Diocese of Green Bay. I was consecrated about two years ago, very grateful to belong to Jesus alone. Um, so those are probably the most important things for you to know about me for the purposes of all this. I've loved Jesus my whole life, uh, but became Catholic about five years ago, so mm -hmm. also grateful for that part of my journey. Praise God, and we're... I'm very grateful for Sarah in my own life. Um, so I am the chaplain at the Newman Center here, and I started in July, and she helped make that transition easy for me. And then as uh, the first semester ended, I went on retreat, and I reread this book called The Way of the Disciple, and just really felt the need uh, to share the beauty of Erasmo's, also known as Father Simeon, but I like Erasmo I kind of like Father Simeon yeah. better, actually. <laughs> but um, we can call him different things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, I just really enjoyed his the way he writes, and we just feel that our world needs that. And especially as it's Ash Wednesday, uh, we have time for renewal, uh, and really searching for like, searching for joy. Like, What does that look like? How do we receive that uh, apart from what the world is offering us, which seems to make us more angry, more restless, even falling into um, activism, always needing to do something. How do, we, how do we rest are some of the questions we're going to look at. Um, so as we, as we enter into this book, uh, we've been doing this as, as with the focus missionaries and myself and Sarah reading. And the first chapter is called Becoming Wet Clay in His Hands. I'm just going to ask you, Sarah, um, what in the first few pages has kind of struck you as, as uh, important and mm -hmm. something that we should talk about with our listeners? Mm -hmm. Well, at the very beginning, he talks about discipleship as abiding, that it's a relationship with Jesus, this relationship of intimacy and love. And for me, that is so helpful as a mm -hmm. way of framing all of this. Mm -hmm. Because I think I often fall into the trap of seeing discipleship as like a, we work for a university, right, mm -hmm. with a university. So like this teacher imparting knowledge to his mm -hmm. students, but there's not a deep personal connection. And mm -hmm. that, of course, is not what Jesus wants for us at all. He wants to share and give his very self to us. So that was the first thing right off the bat yeah. that struck me. And even with you saying that, there's a need for... Uh, letting the Lord give himself to us, which mm -hmm. seems kind of backwards because sometimes we're always looking to pour ourselves out and he's like, I want to pour into you. And I think that's why the, the chapter is called Becoming Wet Clay in His Hands, that you need to uh, place yourself gently mm -hmm. in his hands as he placed himself in the Father's hands. Mm -hmm. uh, Mary did that, the saints mm -hmm. did that, and there's just an invitation for that. Um, but it, it, the words um, say, he said, uh, we all see that the passion for simply abiding in the company of Jesus, the need continually to be with him in every sense of that verb is at the very heart of discipleship. I think that's just so interesting how when things seem so complex, Jesus just simplifies them. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, sometimes we think, well, what was, what was Jesus doing when he was praying? And sometimes I'm like, I think he's just being with his father. Right. He's just sitting in his lap. Yes. You know? Yeah, the simplicity of that is really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I think, um, yeah, it's just, it's just very simple. And I think when things are complicated, the Lord simplifies things. That's kind of our hope for this uh, first episode is that you can enter into that simplicity. Um, and it, he even says later in that single paragraph, it, the goal of discipleship is to be abandoned to Jesus, to be renewed and uh, made new constantly in Jesus, um, which is that uh, it happens through the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, I guess a, a question I would ask is like when you think of our students um, in general and maybe in specific, but um, where do you feel like there's an, an invitation for those who are listening, our students, for that metanoia, that change of mind and heart, that change of just spending time with him? And I think the temptation is because we don't physically see it. Mm-hmm. It's always happening. But where do you see like a need for renewal or an invitation for renewal? Yeah, well, I think it is that just being. So I, I was drawn actually to the be- very beginning, even before the chapters, where he quotes mm-hmm. uh, Mark 3, 1 through, or Mark three fourteen. He says, and he created 12 that they might be with him. Mm-hmm. And he has B in capital letters. Mm-hmm. And created 12 is not something I've, thought about either like he called 12 but he created 12 Mm -hmm. so the being I think is what most of our students and myself sometimes too miss out on right we think of all the things that we should do even when I was preparing for Lent this year I kept asking the Lord the question what should I do for Lent this Mm. year and he said to me that's not really the question I want you to ask Mm -hmm. it's more about how I'm to be with him during the course of this season so rejecting that as you said culture of activism and being willing to simply be with the Lord Mm -hmm. to lay aside even sometimes maybe devotions that you might have and just be with him Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's that takes time to come sometimes come down from like say thirty thousand feet to yeah. ground level. So my encouragement for um, anybody listening uh, is to be gentle with yourself. Mm-hmm. I think for those who struggle with perfectionism or, or even in a culture that has instant results, um, sometimes he even talks Erasmo uh, or Father Simeon for you. <laughs> yeah. uh, he says, you know, we're we get dehydrated often, mm-hmm. uh, and the, the clay becomes hard or even you know gets dusty, so yeah. to speak, and. You know, if that's you uh, listening, I just want to encourage you. Um, that's where the, the need for community is. Mm-hmm. That's where the need for friendship is. Often we have um, a lot of self-willed students uh, mm-hmm. who want to do it on their own. And, and little by little, they're starting to see, I can't do this alone. Mm-hmm. I need friends. I need accountability. And that's um, also coming from Sarah and I. Since I've been on a treat, we've been doing one holy hour together a week and just resting with the Lord and then at the end, like the last 10 minutes, just saying or noticing, stirring in our hearts and then offering up petitions for that. Um, I know we've only done it a few times, but like, um, it, you know, even if us, you know, a priest and a consecrated virgin need community, mm-hmm. need accountability, then more so for those who haven't had the formation or haven't had uh, a healthy experience of, of Christianity yet. Um, I often say there's, there's uh, no lone rangers in Christianity. Um, but also, as, as uh, one of my favorite theologians, um, John Wayne says, <laughs> he's, a, he's not a theologian, he's an actor, <laughs> um, but he says Christianity isn't for sissies. You know, so it's yeah. going to be tough. It's going to be tough yeah. at times because sometimes we have things done to us or we've done things to others and there's that need to repent, but there's that shame or there's mm-hmm. that guilt mm-hmm. thinking like, I can't place myself in the hands of another or let someone take care of me because if they see me or I, I see them, you know, there's going to be rejection or judgment. Mm-hmm. And I've just found that just not to be true, but it's the way the evil one whispers mm-hmm. into us. We don't even take that 
that invitation to go, mm -hmm. you know. Um, yeah, so I think there's just an invitation for, you know, accountability in this process as mm -hmm. well, and also to practice what you preach. Um, as as we, we go through this book, um, one, of the, one of the themes he also starts talking about is, is different symbols of God. Uh, he talks mm -hmm. about fire. He mm -hmm. talks about the renewing water. Uh, what for you, uh, Sarah, seems to stir the most uh, as far as the images you see in this first chapter? I think for me it's the image of water. Mm -hmm. And perhaps it's because it invites us deeper. And I think that's another thing for students and for everyone in our mm -hmm. culture today. We stay on the surface of things instead of going deeper into the well or into the spring where there's mm -hmm. this life-giving water. And of course, as Father Simeon says, mm -hmm. um, we, we can't become that wet clay if we don't have water present, mm -hmm. the water of the Spirit, and really those baptismal graces, too, that are kind of always mm -hmm. flowing, but maybe we lose touch with because mm -hmm. of sin or other things in our lives. Um, so, and... Yeah, I often have a picture of my soul as being like a garden mm -hmm. where there's a fountain in the middle that's bubbling and oh, paying like attention image, yeah. to the, the water flowing out and how it brings life to all the things that are around mm -hmm. you. So, um, yeah, what about for you? Is there an image that's um, I like the image of fire. Oddly. I'm not surprised uh, by um, that. <laughs> yeah, I like the image of fire because uh, kind of what we talked about last time when he talks about uh, the need for us to become like Play, or he used the image of us. Um, I'm just gonna go back here and turn pages while I'm talking out loud because I need to make sure I don't misquote him. <laughs> but become like finding a, a refuge in him, like that. Talk about the blanket or um, a canopy or a shelter, a refuge. He, he wants to be that for us. But towards the end on uh, page 19, he just says, uh, "Let me sure I quote this correctly." He says, "But the only thing that God, God's glory." can house within itself is the persons God created us to be and not the illusory selves we have manufactured. And so this glory will often feel mm -hmm. like a consuming fire separating the gold of our authentic God-created being from the dross of our fake self-constructed image. And I think when, when you and I live in that fake self-constructed image, which we all have a temptation to go back to our old self, as St. Paul talks about, um, we listen to the lies. Mm -hmm. And when we live in who God's created us to be, we... we, we listen to the voice that we're beloved. We listen to the voice that he's going to take care of us. He's always going to provide. Like, why wouldn't he provide? He's Father. Um, but when we don't, we, we sound like the world. And when we, we are in that space of who God's created us to be and recreating us to be, um, we are different than the world. And I think sometimes we just blend in th with the world. I was wondering if you could maybe repeat what you talked about last week when we were having our book study of how gold oh yeah works. and that's really what I, was really beautiful to me i love that image too and i was just reflecting as you were talking that both fire and water are things that purify us mm -hmm. so water cleanses us but fire also is an image of purification mm -hmm. so the story here is that uh, someone went to a metalsmith and wanted to understand the process of purifying gold and he watched this metalsmith put the gold into the fire and the impurities start to melt away. And he said to the metalsmith, how do you know when it's done? Mm -hmm. And the metalsmith said, oh, it's really easy. I know when I can see my image in the gold. Mm -hmm. And what a beautiful picture that is of God purifying us. He has us in the fire. These impurities are melting away. And mm -hmm. he knows he's done with us when he can see himself, the image mm -hmm. he created in us, be restored. Yeah. 
Now that kind of reminds me of an uh, uh, experience I had when I was in seminary. And I very clearly was called, being called to rely more on God mm-hmm. and letting people take care of me, which I think mm-hmm. this is a big part of that process is we have so much self-help out there. And sometimes like it's like, no, let other people take care of you. And we live in such a culture that seems to be f- afraid of that. And I was in that fear, um, not totally, but I was learning. I got people to take care of me. And my car broke down in Chicago on my way back from St. Minerad in southern Indiana. Mm-hmm. And as I was driving back, um, people, the Lord just provided in, in crazy ways. I mean, I, my car literally died. Uh, not died, but it wasn't working properly. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, I pulled off the exit. It was Our Lady Queen of Angels. Oh. <laughs> and then awesome. I, I, I pray. Go to, I talk to St. Joseph. Um, priest uh-huh. recommends go to Joseph. Mm-hmm. And then I go to the office, and I'm like, hey, I need help. Because I, when I was looking at my phone, my dealerships for my car, I was getting, like, Sweden and Germany. And I'm like, what in the world's <laughs> That's happening? That's very helpful. But again, yeah. I'm going to my phone instead of talking to people, right, yeah. asking for help. Yeah. And then they're, they're, like, looking up dealerships, and then they, 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 they uh, turn the computer off and they're like, wait, we have a Christian who owns, like, the biggest car wreck company um, hmm. in Chicago, in the Chicagoland, and he's a daily mass attendee. Da, oh. da, 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 da. So then they bring, I think it was Linmar Motors, shout out. Um, but <laughs> Our as, sponsor, if they yeah, want to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and... Yeah, and uh, they took care of me, and they found a, 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 a rectory for me to stay mm-hmm. at. This is all on the feast day of Our Lady of Guadalupe, and there's a lot of cool things wow, happening. Yeah. And then I um, just so happened that the, a person that used to live up my street, uh, who was about 10 years older than me, but family friends, was moving back. Mm-hmm. So she came and picked me up coming through Chicago. And it was just, like, yeah. very crazy. And then when I got back, um, kind of a roundabout story, when I got back to go get my car, I took the train down there. Mm-hmm. Um, from Milwaukee, my dad drove me to Milwaukee, and then I went to the, the, the station. And the only compliment I could give the, the people at Lindmar Motors, if that was their name or, con- or whatever their name is, um, was thank you for being Jesus to me. Mm-hmm. You know, being like mm-hmm. that purified gold mm-hmm. where I could see Christ in them. Mm-hmm. And they were just so happy to be taking care of a, semi- a little old yeah, seminary. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what we sometimes forget, that when we ask for help, we are allowing the person to live in their own giftedness, their own being in the image of God mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. extending that help to us. Yeah, and I think that's, and then when he extends it, we have to receive it. Mm-hmm. Um, on page 23 at the bottom, he says, we cannot be happy with just considering a beautiful, inspiring image at arm's length. And then going on to page 24, he says, the authentic Christian is the person whose heart is perpetually open like the good earth to receive mm-hmm. all the seeds of the word into itself and to water them with tears of love and compunction and desire in order to allow them to come to full harvest in the Lord's sight. And I think that's a lot of us. We have an arm's length distance for others or even for the Lord, like you can come here, but mm-hmm. not there. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you seen that play out in your life of just like opening your heart more or letting him deeper and not keeping him at an arm's distance or even other people? Yeah. Because it, it can be hard when you've had, I think a lot of our students could relate to being burned, so to right. speak, or having even friendships from kindergarten that yeah. still affect them when, when they, yeah. their feelings were deeply hurt. Right. And instead of a seed of hope, there is a seed of fear placed in their heart mm-hmm. by the evil one and it's still there and there's a need for healing. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that fear, I don't want to be hurt again. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm going to keep you, at arm, keep you at arm's length. Right, right. Yeah, that is really hard because, of course, our relationships affect how we encounter Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I think I, 
guess I learned early on just to be honest with him about mm. everything. So if I was angry, I would tell him I was angry. Wait, you're, you're <laughs> telling me you can be angry with God, you can be honest with God. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Or if I was sad, I, I always say Jesus has the best shoulder to cry on, so mm, go cry like on that image. shoulder. Um, and, you know, partly my own story is being an introverted person, and sometimes I would have a hard time connecting with other people, but I mm. always felt like I could be totally honest with Jesus. Like, he mm-hmm. was the best friend that maybe mm-hmm. I didn't have mm-hmm. in those moments in the world, but he was the one who would listen whatever was happening. Mm-hmm. So I would just, I I want that for our students, like yeah. that total freedom to be who just you are, just Let's share it all. You're yeah. not going to surprise him or shock right. him or make him afraid. He wants to hear it all. Yeah. I, I think that's it goes I mean obviously I'm on this Jeremiah 29 11 13 14 mm-hmm. high right now but it says when you come to me with all your heart I will yeah. listen to you and how often do people say I pray but I don't feel God listens to you well, well did you really is, talk to him about everything yeah yeah or did you, did you give him an opportunity to respond yeah that's true too uh, I think often when that comes to tears like everyone has tears is caught by him mm-hmm. it's not wasted and even yes. I mean I've just encountered a lot of students lately even who believe in this lie they, they can't cry they can't shed tears because they're afraid of getting embarrassed by their friends. Yeah. And I think that's the freedom the Lord is inviting us to, to be moved with the gift of tears, even mm-hmm. to like, um, by beauty, you know, or by, by sorrow, by mm-hmm. anger. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be, like you said, just to be really honest with yourself, mm-hmm. how you're feeling and not holding back because then what happens if we don't is we have a, <laughs> you know, feel like, and we just like, yeah. we would make a mess out of ourselves and like the freedom to even like, use the water of tears for our souls and the souls around us I think is very powerful yeah every time I've gone on retreat usually they have like you know a little preamble beforehand of what to expect and Mm -hmm. often they'll say if you need to cry cry and just let the people around you cry like Mm -hmm. you don't have to comfort them Mm -hmm. or interact with them in fact that might actually block them from encountering Jesus as the one who comforts Mm -hmm. them so maybe we can have a place at the Newman Center where people would just come and cry with Jesus, right? Yeah, There's no judgment. Just, or even just feeling free to do so. I mean, obviously, yeah. I have people come to my office, I'm sure you do, in spiritual mm-hmm. direction. And that's sometimes how I feel mm-hmm. Jesus loving someone, mm-hmm. especially if I'm praying with them. Um, or even sometimes I'm like, I don't know how they don't cry because mm-hmm. what they're going through. Yeah, it's so painful. They say, they say, I'm fine, I'm fine. Right. And, you know, I don't like that fine word. Yeah, you're not um, really looking at it or you're in denial. Yeah, and I think that's um, the, the the need uh, for a lot of people because they've been so broken. They just mm-hmm. don't know how to be human anymore. Mm-hmm. Like a big, a big um, invitation for this is that, um, and speaking of tears, uh, on page 26, mm-hmm. um, uh, he says a lot. Yeah, he does. I love <laughs> yeah. about tears there. Um, but in the, in the second paragraph, um, Erasmo, Father Simeon uh, says a particularly poignant, poignant, how do you say that word? Uh, I hate that word. P-O-I. Poignant. Poignant. Yeah. It's poignant. a hard one to say. It is I don't, hard. <laughs> uh, but he says a, a particularly poignant form that water takes, especially in the monastic tradition, is tears. He says, is this only a distant illusion to some golden era in monastic history? Or are there ever real tears of repentance or joy mm-hmm. in my prayer? For tears are the humble created water of my heart that corresponds to the powerful uncreated water of the Spirit's life in me. Tears are perhaps the most mm-hmm. rejuvenating and recreating water of all. 
the evidence that I have allowed grace to melt the ice at the center of my being. Mm -hmm. What a poet. Yeah, he really <laughs> is. He has so many poetic images. Mm -hmm. And then he goes on to say, where there are tears, there is the Holy Spirit, because the Spirit of God is always is at the beginning hovering over the waters. So yeah, the tears themselves, even mm -hmm. if you can't articulate what's happening, those are the presence of God with you, mm -hmm. giving voice to what you're experiencing. Yeah. Even thinking of that, like the, the need for water and, and becoming wet clay, I kind of wonder those of us who are striving for holiness throughout our lives, what makes us dry is that we don't allow ourselves to cry anymore or to shed mm -hmm. tears over a sunset or over a beautiful wedding mm -hmm. or over a funeral. Mm -hmm. um, because I've noticed sometimes by me shedding tears, it gives other people permission to do the same. Mm -hmm. And you just never know who you'll affect. But I wonder like, if that's a college campus is, is the only place they, they cry is in their room, yeah. you know, of, of, of self-hatred or self-doubt or worry or fear. Mm -hmm. But why not in front of the tabernacle? Why mm -hmm. not in front of the Blessed Sacrament and letting Jesus in his Eucharistic body mm -hmm. see you? Um, I think often we just, or even just to be with someone and not, and like let them console you, mm -hmm. you know, in that process. And I think yeah, there's such an invitation to do that. Otherwise, we become like dry clay. We become mm -hmm. dusty. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm not, I'm, what I'm not advocating for is being a slobbery uh, <laughs> mess. Because uh, I remember when I encountered the Lord and felt called to be a priest in the Eucharist, um, I was the slobbery, you know, <laughs> messy, snotty uh, crybaby. But the Lord, uh, in order to, to love me, he had to break mm -hmm. me. That was a big part of my mm -hmm. conversion because I just, it all made sense, but I didn't have, the formation. I didn't have the friendships. I didn't have community. I didn't have a desire to learn, but now I kind of did. But then even after that, after I tasted his love, he let me go back to my old ways mm -hmm. and almost in essence say, are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Mm -hmm. And I was so frustrated. I was, I was very angry. That was like a big, big sin of mine. I was angry, anger because of control. I wanted mm -hmm. to be in control. And I felt my life was going out of control because now my plan is kind of shook up. Uh, and I think during Lent, sometimes the Lord, you know, lends us his hand and we keep him at a distance but he's like mm. i'm going to impress your vocation upon you too so i think during mm. lent it's also a great time to pray for your your calling mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes for us it becomes a calling within a calling um maybe we could uh end with just some words of encouragement or even um words for renewal for people mm -hmm. especially for those who pray for vocations those who are discerning marriage or priesthood or religious life a consecrated life but it seems to me that Lent, uh, sometimes the only way you can remain a piece of wet clay is through your vocation, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, learning that you're a beloved son or daughter of God, mm -hmm. learning that you're brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, learning um, that it is in giving that we receive, you know, mm -hmm. making ourselves available. Um, I think that's why Mary is such a, a good I was model. just gonna say that, yeah, she's mm -hmm. the perfect example of what mm -hmm. we're talking about, that openness to the Lord, no matter what, I mean, he talks about that in several spots, mm -hmm. but um, I'm looking at page 32, where he talks about pondering God's word. It's mm -hmm. the concrete manner in which the soul becomes more and more malleable to the stress of God's hands. Mm -hmm. And Mary was the one who listened perfectly to the word that she was given to the point that she conceived the word mm -hmm. and gave birth to him in the world. So to pay attention, I think that is one of the keys to the spiritual life. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Be attentive to the Lord, to His presence, to what He's doing in you, around you, before mm-hmm. the Blessed Sacrament. Uh, and Mary is the perfect person to show us how to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that, um, even going back a little bit further, page 30, uh, I'm just going to read this mm-hmm. paragraph because I, I just it goes into Mary. Um, mm-hmm. But he says, uh, passages from Genesis then about darkness and water and clay in God's hands evoke the Christian vigil in the night of the world. I think that's where a lot of people feel they are, you know. Mm-hmm. But he, he goes on further to say, Christian renunciation of worldly projects and purpose Christian tears of repentance that water, the clay of our being, mm-hmm. returning it to a state of malleability. Um, he goes on further to say, um, at ves- at, we pray at Vespers, which is evening prayer, for those who don't know the Latin. Um, he says, he looks on his servant in her lowliness. And it says the Latin for lowliness here is humilitas, mm-hmm. which evokes humus, which is in, uh, like earthliness, and the fruitfulness of wet, dark soil. I just think of that need for repenting, especially one thing I would encourage our listeners to do if they're joining us for Lent is repent of the spirit of the world, of always need to be doing something, these worldly projects, because really, what are you building? Like the Lord tells us to like build for a heavenly kingdom, prepare ourselves for that mm-hmm. kingdom, um, because all of this stuff, all of our medals, all of our awards, even degrees, um, are going to become dust mm-hmm. someday, you know, and... Uh, if we only allow that to be our peace or our joy, it's always never going to be enough. Yeah. And it's, we're always going to be like wanting. Yeah, one of the lines that I underlined in that paragraph was, Our only joy and peace lie making ourselves available in this way to the power of his molding hands. Like, do we mm-hmm. really believe that? That our mm-hmm. joy and peace is being available to be shaped by the Lord, however he desires to do that, because mm-hmm. he knows the best way to shape us. Mm-hmm. He knows our vocation. He knows our future. He's got the blueprint. He has it mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Do- but are we surrendered, abandoned enough to mm-hmm. let him have his way and to really trust that that will actually be our joy and peace? Mm-hmm. I know for a long time in my life, I did not believe that. Yeah, I had right. one idea of what my life should look like, mm-hmm. and I was constantly arguing with him about it. Yeah. And he listened patiently, but eventually when I surrendered and said, okay, my life is going to look different than what I expected, mm-hmm. it was true. The joy and the peace were there too. Right. Um. Yeah, and I think that's an invitation to, it's it's not, their abandonment or the surrender to the Lord is not once in a while, it's every day, yeah. sometimes many, 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 many times, mm-hmm. if not, and he talks about not, not just daily, but hourly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think often we just pick up prayer, we put it down, or we, um, we tell the Lord this, and then five minutes later we're not doing what we just made a mm-hmm. promise to do. <laughs> and sometimes in, the, in that five minute period, he's like, just remain surrendered, remain in right. my hands. Um, and, 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 and it can be weird, though, because it's not, he doesn't work on, his ways are not our ways, as we mm-hmm. read in Isaiah 55, mm-hmm. as far as the heavens are above the earth are his ways above our ways. Right. So he has, he's mysterious, and I think that's mm-hmm. one big part of using these images of water and clay and tears and fire, is it's, it's, a, it's a mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, I think often we thought the mystery captivate us, and I was thinking that maybe as we end, is, is really a, 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 maybe a, an encouragement would be to really pray for that gift of awesomeness or fear mm-hmm. of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm scared of God, but I'd like to be like, whoa, wonder. you are off. Yeah, wonder, mm-hmm. wonderment. Um, because Mary had that and that pondering mm-hmm. heart. Uh, how, how can this be, Lord? Like, ask him questions. Yeah. Um, but then also 
her witness only pointed to Jesus, you know, and he, she is obviously the, the supreme show of what it means to do that because obviously mm-hmm. Jesus is God, but he created his mother, you know, mm-hmm. and then in her, in her womb, um, he was created and we can, we can go there supernaturally into the church, which is a prefigurement of that womb to be recreated through the sacraments, mm-hmm. um, to really go through that, um, but what, I guess maybe let's kind of end with you, Sarah, of, of what words of encouragement would you have in that attentiveness, that need for, I think you spoke about spending time in God's word so yeah. he can speak the truth to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'd like to maybe encourage our students to fast from distractions mm-hmm. <laughs> this Lent. We have so many in our world, and mm-hmm. you probably know, our listeners, what your distractions are. Mm-hmm. So to set those aside so that there's an emptiness and space to be attentive, mm-hmm. I think that's probably the first step for a lot of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to, to pray to be filled. So maybe we can just close mm-hmm. with a prayer for that. And then uh, we'll be at our 30-minute mark. All right, here we, we go. <laughs> 50 done. seconds. First one in the yeah. books. All right, well, thank you for joining us. And we'll close <laughs> yeah, with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Jesus, you have told us in Scripture that where two or three are gathered in your name, you are present with us. We just ask you to be with us every step of the way, our Lenten journey. We just pray for the grace to not be so distracted this Lent, to make ourselves totally available to you and not to quit. We pray for people to surround us, to encourage us, to challenge us, so that we may become wet clay in the Father's hands and be created and renewed not just for Lent, but forever. We make all these prayers in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.